How's that for a slice of fried gold? Are you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. I'll be back. Just a flesh wound. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm sorry, Ben. I can't do that. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I guess everyone's a time of one good scare. Well, hello, and welcome to Cinema Shock. I'm Gary Horde. And I'm Justin Bishop. So here we are. This is another one of our uh, extras episode. We hope you're enjoying these so far. Uh, you know, if you've listened to our uh, our most recent full episode on Event Horizon, uh, and if you're listening to this, and I hope you've listened to the full episode, uh, then you'll know that at the time of its release, Event Horizon was pretty much universally loathed by critics. Like, it's very bad. People did not like it. Uh, one guy said, I think, that, you know, his his version of hell would be having to watch Event Horizon again. <laughs> but but over the years, it has been somewhat reevaluated. And while it's not, you know, it's a cult classic, but, you know, it's not exactly uh, considered a lost classic, like some kind of lost masterpiece or anything like that. But the overall view of this movie ha- has softened a lot over the years. And, and a lot of horror fans, especially those that came of age in the mid to late 90s, like, like us, consider this a favorite. But turns out not everyone feels that this movie should be reconsidered. Yes, some of these people... I feel like you really put me on the spot here because it says Gary goes into some joke about somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! And then usually I just am spontaneous and I just say some shit and it just happens. And now I feel like I'm supposed to have a joke prepared. Uh, you don't have to, but, no, be spontaneous, Gary. No, Justin, this is my personal hell. Uh, so this <laughs> is after this show, I'll need a nap. But some people watched Event Horizon, and that was their personal hell, as you said. And now they need it out. Uh, let's see here. This is uh, Jimbo, uh, who says, terrible, just terrible. Uh, this is a little bit longer, but I liked all of it. So uh, I hardly know where to begin. I went to see this when it first came out. Expected a stylish, smart sci-fi horror movie. Instead, I saw something that could have been a decent horror flick if it weren't for the complete disregard to common sense. Here are my problems with this movie in no particular order. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. (laughs) (laughs) What sadist designed a suspended animation pod that, when open, dumps you onto the deck in a huge splash of water? That's fair, actually. I guess. True, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I mean, well, yeah. I feel like there should have been drains in there or something, right? Were there not drains? It does drain out. I think it does drain out, but like when Sam gets released, it's like you just... Oh, he should have been strapped in. The- yeah, he should, have been, he should have been strapped in there. He should have been had a seatbelt on or something. Yeah. Uh, it, was this, it was sad that they accelerated to 10 Gs. Floating in a tub of water wearing a snorkel isn't going to keep your lungs from imploding at that level of acceleration. So I will say this, actually, I love this because I watched that science video I mentioned yeah, in yeah, the yeah. episode. Yeah. And they said that humans can survive up to 
it's like 30 G's at extended periods of time starts to mess you up. Like, mm. so you don't, 10 G's would be ideal, actually, is what they said in there. Like, 40 doesn't Tom G's Cruise, would be like a minute and you're fucked. Doesn't Tom Cruise go like 10 G's in the new uh, Top Gun movie? And that like his whole like, big, like the big uh, action scene at the beginning of the movie is him breaking the 10 G record. Am yeah, I remembering I that, that correctly? Yeah, that does sound right. Granted, so, yeah. he would probably also be jello at that point. But um, we also don't know that that's water in those suspension tanks. Yeah, that's true. It could be we some futuristic liquid. Using. Could be like the like the liquid oxygen stuff that they use in the abyss. Yeah, good point. We don't know. So, I don't. I'm not. I'm not with you, Jimbo. I think you're. I think you might be slightly off on this tinge. I don't think thing. Jimbo's a scientist. Have you ever met a scientist uh, named Jimbo? I was going <laughs> to say that same thing. <laughs> any, any scientists go by Jimbo? <laughs> the CO2 scrubbers, a big deal in the movie, were located at the end of the ship with the space drive, as far from the living quarters where the CO2 expelling humans spend their time. And the ship is conveniently designed to explode in the middle, which would split the ship in two in case the experimental space drive misbehaved but would also doom the crew to a slow, suffocating death. Not the best design in the world. I don't I don't have a counterpoint to that one. <laughs> no. I was like, now that he's saying that, I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, you got a I point, Jumbo. I think he's right there. Yeah. Okay. Stuff was used for atmosphere that would be impractical at best. A huge cruciform windshield, doors with big spikes that slam shut alarmingly fast, a dim, dank, sick bay with operating tables shaped like neon coffins, all of which make for creepy atmosphere, but none of which makes any sort of sense in designing a spaceship. I'd much rather have a scary movie in which they at least tried to have things make sense. Uh, we talked about this in the episode. Uh, yeah. The design of the spaceship and how creepy it is. Yeah. This guy's got a lot of problems with science and design stuff, but none of this makes the movie like unwatchable to me. So No, I, I think the atmosphere is great, and I, I can overlook logic if it's in service of making the movie better. And I think the movie's better because of the design of that spaceship because I think it looks really cool. <laughs> like, yes, they practically might. there do not need to be spikes on those doors. Like no way. <laughs> but it does look cool and it makes it more suspenseful when Lawrence Fishburne has to like dive through that thing when he's running from the fireball. Because not only is he running from a fireball, but then he's got to get up between this door before it like chomps him and it makes for a better scene. Yeah, it's tough. I I don't know. I get it, Jimbo. I get weird about time travel in movies. So I understand. Maybe this is his time travel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he he goes, oh, he's got two more. Uh, no one on Earth could figure out they were speaking Latin in the video. I know it's a dead language, but come on. Uh, there's much more, including the crew traveling through space by venting O2 from a suit. But hopefully I've given you enough reasons to avoid getting this movie. The bad, bad, bad science was ludicrous enough to keep me from even getting a little scared. So Man, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I do not understand like somebody being that nitpicky about scientific accuracy of movies to a point where they're not able to enjoy the movie. I feel like that's how Neil deGrasse Tyson watches every movie and like he's never liked a movie that has any science elements in his life because of it. Uh, it's like you watching time travel movies. I, I think your, your inability to overlook logical gaps in time travel movies keeps you from enjoying a time travel movie as much as you could. 
I don't have a strong argument for that, except I feel like for me in my brain, time travel more directly affects the plot of the movie. Yeah. Like it um like Jimbo's science stuff, it's like, okay, well, if you want to get really technical, I mean, based on what we know about science now, how well does Star Trek work all the time? I mean, yeah, probably right. decent, but and even like if you would you shit on alien like this for yeah you know the same stuff like it's like i don't know i don't know that you would do that time travel to no. me like you know you're going at when something in the future is influencing something in the past my brain gets wrapped up and like well how does that impact the past so that what happens in the future doesn't actually happen and how are you explaining right like, but not not to get down and because we've gone down this road a hundred times the two of us but you right. could all because time travel does not exist <laughs> and and is yeah. i think probably uh absolutely impossible so it's all theory then you could always say well that creates another branch of reality and there's an alternate reality if something changes you know like which some, some movies, time travel movies have done that but you yeah, could some conceivably do that yeah say that like i watched so. totally killer recently i think you watched it too right it's a fun little slasher movie with a back to the future kind of twist to it and yeah. the, the time travel logic in that movie makes no goddamn sense. Like, nope, it does not fine. make any sense. But it's still a very fun movie. And I was willing to overlook the fact that it doesn't make any sense as a time travel movie because it, it was a lot of fun as a horror comedy. Yeah. I'm willing yeah. to make those concessions, you know? I, I remember the start of Totally Killer. Jennifer was like, oh, no. Are you going to be okay? Uh -oh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm trying to shut it off. I'm trying to shut it off. I'm just not going to think about it. And I ended up liking the movie fine. But it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah. Hiroshi says, in an empty theater, no one can hear you scream. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty funny. Did he write that, that in 1997? It was 99. That's when this review was uh, okay. on IMDb. It says, and I actually did yell at the screen in this film. Really? When the big secret of the event horizon was revealed, it was so insultingly stupid that I couldn't believe the filmmaker had the nerve to toss it up there. This film looks pretty cool. The interiors of the spaceship were based on a cathedral, but other than that, nothing is here to suggest it. I love that the ship design was a what's like they see like that. Nothing. Go talk to Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Jimbo didn't have a problem with hell coming through a black hole, but no, <laughs> but don't put spikes on my doors. <laughs> this person, TV holic, uh, says, uh, "What do you mean I can't give it a zero? This is bad, very bad. No words to describe how bad it is." But he will go on in this paragraph. Right, Effects he's already used the word bad twice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Effects done purely for the sake of effects. Gore solely for the sake of gore. Plot solely, well, there was no plot. Except to waste 96 minutes of my life. 96 minutes I could have spent far more pleasurably, like sticking my hand in a running blender. Except for the big budget special effects, this movie made about as much sense as B-movies of old, including more recent schlock like Night Flyers and Galaxy of Terror, and believe it or not, actually may have had less character development than those movies. In the end, I wanted to rip my eyes out after watching this monstrous waste of perfectly good celluloid stock. <laughs> well, I love the comparison to Galaxy of Terror. That might be a good further viewing recommendation. 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, also, it made me think of Galaxy Quest, by the way, yeah. which also had the thing they called the meat grinder, which I thought was interesting. Ah, but yeah. I, I saw somebody bring that up, and I totally forgot to mention that. But all right. You just did. Yep. I bet in the episode. I know. Uh, <laughs> Joshua, I think I included it just for this first line, and you'll see why. It's one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Oh. <laughs> this flick belongs alongside other crappy sci-fi horror fare, such as Leviathan. The plot is preposterous. Whoever wrote it should be fired on the spot. You can see the ending coming a mile away. You have to be insane to know that it's one of those hell, to not know that it's one of those hell movies. It just plain sucks. I can't think of any other movie that belongs, that it belongs to on the crap heap, but I know there are more. Be warned. You view this at your own risk. That's the second review that's referred to a twist ending. And I, did you, do you view the ending of this as like any kind of twist? You mean the hell I mean, thing? Yeah, I don't think that's a twist. I think it's just something that's revealed over the course of the movie. It's not like there's this big like reveal at the end where it's supposed to be a twist. Like even even Dr. Weir's like descent into madness is a gradual thing. You know, it's like yeah. you get you get little things here and there until finally like the the ship has fully influenced him. Uh, or possessed him or whatever you want to say, but it's not like a sudden thing. It's not like he was, it's not like there's a twist where he was possessed all along or, or something like that. You know, it's, there's not, I don't, I don't understand viewing anything at the end of this movie as some sort of like twist ending that, and that's weird that that's the second one that's mentioned that. No, it's just a fun plot element. That, yeah. Like, yeah. Or just something that happens in the story. Yeah. I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't think they were going for like, Yeah. In fact, I mean, so much so, I think I said in the episode, if somebody had asked me to describe this movie to him, I'd be like, it's like a cool sci-fi movie that turns into, uh, they go in a black hole and find hell, you know, or yeah. something. So, that's what it's about. <laughs> that's the yeah, plot. that's the movie. <laughs> but Val Valley Ray says, total stop. I have become increasingly convinced that the people posting about this movie are on LSD at the time of viewing. This movie is utter slop. Poorly directed, virtually no scary sequences, only gory ones, and a plotline almost plagiaristic of Hellraiser 4. Horrid, contrite, and an insult to the viewer. The few scenes with promise are in the first half, and the ending is so ludicrous that you aren't sure whether to laugh, cry, or drool on yourself from the utter stupidity of this nonsense. The acting is not half bad, but the direction certainly is. If you mix these movies... Or if you mix the movies The Black Hole and Hellraiser 4, you have Event Horizon. That's it. Move along. Nothing to see here. Hellraiser uh, 4 was Bloodline, right? Yeah, Hellraiser 4 is Bloodline. This movie is that, nothing like Hellraiser 4, except is that it, if you think the Cinnabites are from hell. Yeah, or is Bloodline's not the one in space, is it? It is, yeah. It is. That's the one with Adam Scott, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it in a yeah. while, but it's in that box set that I bought. So I'll be watching. Oh, it soon. I, I I love Hellraiser four, and I've seen it multiple times. And I mean, it's not and this like is a nothing like movie, it. But, but I mean, no, I mean, it's just it's not. I can't. Space is the thing that I could connect. Yeah, that's it. To. It's a horror movie you know? in space. Yeah, it's a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, and in I space. guess you could say like, oh, the Cenobites are from hell or something. Then maybe that part, you know? Like, yeah. 
hell in space. I guess there's those two possible elements, but whatever. Uh, oh, we got another one. Hunter says worst film ever. Oh, again? Uh, worst film ever! Yeah! <laughs> I don't often want my money back after seeing a bad film, but less than halfway through this awful piece of garbage, I was itching to leave. The basic premise of the film is actually a good one. A long-lost experimental spacecraft suddenly reappears. Team of salvage and rescue experts make contact and try to determine whether, where the craft has been all these years. That's as good as it gets, folks. This premise. As this trash progresses, the viewer is subjected to a nonsensical plot that is ripped off from Michael Crichton's Sphere and from the Hellraiser series of bad horror films. Don't waste your money or your time. You'll get more out of watching paint dry than watching this horrid waste of a good film. I can I can see the sphere comparison. I guess I'm trying to remember underwater. anything about sphere. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. I, I mean, I, the movie I've only seen once because it wasn't very good. But I did read that book when I was in. I went through a big Michael Crichton phase after Jurassic Park. Granted, that was also a very long time ago. But uh, but I read all of his books up until that point. And yeah, I remember Sphere being pretty good. But it's set in underwater, so I feel like it's a little bit more of the abyss. Then this is aliens underwater, right? Is it aliens in sphere? I, I think yes, abyss, abyss. Uh, actually, for uh, further viewing, I had considered abyss. Uh, oh yeah. So, uh, but you know, those aliens don't fuck up everybody. No, they uh, well, in the abyss. They try yeah. to, or they threaten. Yeah, they've got the big, the tidal wave, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Die, D A I G H die i don't know bad 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 the only thing scary about this movie is that it actually got funding to make it a terrible piece of direct that's a rip-off combo of alien and Hellraisers. a terrible waste of the cast considerable talent if you aren't watching this on dvd or vcr with the ability to fast forward many minutes of the gratuitous and graphic violence and inane dialogue it's a terrible waste of time i like that they call it hellraiser i like that they pluralized hellraiser Oh yeah, Hellraisers. Like, like that's the second one, like Alien and Aliens, like the second Hellraiser, where a bunch of Marines come in and have to fight a bunch of pinheads. <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. That's a good idea. All right, I would watch that. I would watch that. One hundred percent. Actually, that technically going back to Hellraiser four, that does technically happen in Hellraiser four because oh, the yeah. guy's got the guy's got the space station. He calls it. He opens the puzzle box to purposefully call in the Cenobites uh, right before right before everything else that happens or right around that same time, like Marines are sent or somebody like some special forces unit is sent to that space station to get to arrest that guy and be like, stop whatever you're doing up here. And so then you've got the Marine people and the Cenobites. Uh-oh. It's going to go yeah. down. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, bit, let's see. Has no pseudonym is the uh, name of this person. <laughs> Event Horizon is about the last movie you should ever watch. The movie is gory, violent, disturbing, sick, beyond almost anything I've ever seen. The plot is convoluted and, well, stupid when you get down to it. I don't know what they were thinking or taking when they came up with the script for this one. The movie can be vaguely interesting, but it completely throws you off when it's, let's be blunt here, boring plot and grotesque violence. Special effects are probably good, but all the visu visuals are so ugly, disturbing, and stomach-churning. Who really cares about the special effects, or the characters for that matter? 
though you end up wanting some of them to survive to make all the things you had to watch them go through worth it, it's another disappointment. This movie has several good actors in it, and it goes to show that some big names can't drag a movie out of the quagmire the director and screenwriter created. If you don't want to be seriously mentally disturbed for several months, avoid this movie at all costs. I give it a one. Imagine being so traumatized by Event Horizon that it, it lingers for months. Like you are... <laughs> Jesus. I, I, I Also, the beginning of their review said, this, this is the last movie you should ever watch. And my mind imme- immediately went to like, this should be the last movie you ever watch. Like you're on your deathbed. <laughs> if you have one you have you have two hours of life left and then they're pulling the plug this is the one you should pick that's that's where my brain went <laughs> you should watch Marissa, so you know where you're going uh, <laughs> all right uh anaconda no event on any horizon is that the whole review i hope it is no, it's <laughs> <But> <laughs> also uh, is anaconda see. their name yeah anaconda is the name Predictable storytelling that executes morons and gory techniques. Directing by Paul Anderson is uninspiring. He previously made the equally stupid Mortal Kombat. Fishburne shouldn't add this as a career highlight. Neil plays the villain with the brain the size of a pea. Kathy Quinlan plunges to her death after one stupid move. Perhaps you realize that this wasn't a good career choice after Apollo 13 and couldn't live with the decision to star in it. Nobody here is likely to place this film high on their list of great career achievements. It does contain fine visual effects, but one may have to look beyond the horizon to find a story. Although one could create a hole, but not to hell. No, the hole I'm referring to is the toilet once this film is flushed out of sight. <laughs> uh, wow. Sounds like Anaconda don't want none. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, I love God. that they think that Kathleen Quinlan like killed herself on the set because she didn't want to be in this right. movie. She purposely <laughs> killed herself making this movie. They used it. They were like, hell yeah. Yeah, that's good footage. Let's use it. <laughs> this person's name is either Christo Lives or Christ Olives. I'm not sure. I like the second one. I'm going with the second one. <laughs> Are you serious? Top five worst films. I was reading a list of top horror films, and to my shock and surprise, the crappy film came in pretty high on that list. I have seen close to 10,000 movies in my lifetime. Yes, I am an avid movie watcher, and I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say this is one of the crappiest movies I have ever seen. I have walked out of less than five movies in my life. This was one of them. It is complete and total garbage. The acting and story are shite. I cannot express how bad this movie is. Life is too short to waste it on crap like this. I have a hard time believing you've seen 10,000 movies and this is in your top five worst, worst movies. Have you ever walked out of a movie, Gary? Like, no. because you didn't, because it was like, you didn't like it because it was, you thought it was bad and you just left. I'm trying to remember if that's ever happened. And I don't believe it has. No, I don't. I don't think I've ever done that either. I mean, I've walked out like if an emergency has come up or something like that or whatever. I, I think the last one I walked out of was A Quiet Place 2. And it was because it was at the local theater that's by my house. And I don't, you might remember this, Gary, but they had this like buzzing sound 
coming from their fire alarm system for like a year and a half after they reopened post COVID closure and they wouldn't fix it or Regal, the, the corporate Regal wouldn't pay for it to be fixed. They had this like constant buzzing. It was like this rhythmic buzzing coming out of the, out of the, the, every single room, every single fire. uh, It was like the fire alarm thing that's on the top on the wall, you know, every single theater, it would buzz. It had like been struck by lightning or something and they hadn't been able to fix it. Well, it's annoying enough, right? Hearing that like constant buzzing, but the first 15 minutes of a quiet place too, believe it or not, are very quiet. (laughs) All (laughs) we could hear, all we could hear was that buzzing. And my wife turned to me, she's like, I got to get out of here. This is like making me go insane. And we had to leave and we ended up seeing it at another theater. Uh, Thank God I have, you know, the real unlimited, but that's the last time I walked out of a theater, but it wasn't because of the film's quality at all. I remember walking out when I was a kid once uh, because my parents, we were in Chicago and we walked into a movie theater on um, a whim and there was a movie playing that my parents picked out just because of the, the, the poster. It was a movie called Monster in a Box, and it starred Spalding Gray. Now, did my parents know who Spalding Gray was? They did not. Uh, and I don't know if you don't if you don't know who Spalding Gray was. He he does. A, he's a I don't know what you'd call him. He's not a comedian exactly, but he he has these movies where he does just like a like spoken word almost, right? He that's his thing. So the whole movie is him sitting like behind a desk talking to you, basically. And my parents just saw Monster in a Box. And the poster is like this whimsical picture of him, like his head, like popping out of a box. They thought it was a comedy. And it's literally just Spalding Gray talking for two hours at you. And we lasted about 20 minutes, maybe, and then left. (sighs) I, um... I, the closest I feel like as I was thinking about it that I've ever come, and I think I was just talking to our friend Jamie, who used to run, uh, manage the uh, Regal Cinemas near us, uh, about this. We're talking about having a hard time with rape scenes in movies. I, yeah. This is why you get these extra episodes, just so we can tell these stories. But no, the closest I've ever come to wanting to leave a movie, I swear, I don't know if you remember this, but I was with you, I think, and we saw The Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, yeah. And there's that scene where they invade that camper and they rape that girl and like yeah, have a gun rough. on the baby's head, mm-hmm. like while he's raping her. And it's like, Jesus, this is, and it like lasted. I don't know. It felt like it lasted forever for some reason in my brain at the time that I, yeah. I, I remember if it was like, if this carries on for like five more seconds, I got to get out of here. Like I, for some reason it was bugging the shit out of me that scene. Uh, but anyway, but you stuck it out. I stuck it out. Anyway, let's see. This is this will be fun. Heathcote, one star. This movie is not worth your time. Trust me. The science is completely wrong in so many areas that as a comedy, it does have a small amount of merit. This is basically another attempt to give CPR to the creation myth by using high-tech science to validate mythology. I'm fine with mythology, but when you marry it with tech, It's not only nonsense, it's thinly veiled propaganda. If the action or gruesome sequences were better, it might be worth the pulp value on its own, but it's more aligned with a junior college film class horror project than something that would actually scare or stick with you. Oh, they are really reaching for reasons not to like like this movie. I thought that was fun. I just remember just like, wow, creation myth. Like you guys just took a, that's a turn that nobody else took. I don't think. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess guess good for you for being creative with your, (laughs) with your critiques of the movie. Yeah. 
Wow, what a what a weird take. Uh, Michelle says, uh, one star, nauseating and nonsensical. With no respects for physics or flimsy excuse of plot, this movie is not even worthy of being called science fiction. It's just hack and slash horror on a spaceship set. I came for cool black hole physics and left with a bunch of disturbing bloody images. Ridiculous. The only good thing about this movie was Lawrence Fishburne and Richard T. Jones' acting. Mr. Fishburne was the bait and Jones's screen time was too brief. As much as I like these two, they were not enough to make this movie remotely recommendable. Lawrence Fishburne is really good in this, though. Lawrence Fishburne. Like, I, I love that he just t- stays so, like, pretty chill about a situation that most everyone would be flipping out about. <laughs> He's just pretty, which makes him a good captain, I guess. But there is that one moment towards the end where he just goes, fuck this ship. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, I've never, I've never related to a character more because that's exactly what I would say. But way yeah, earlier. there's, there's like a, literally a part where something goes down and he's just like, "We're leaving." Yep, yeah, <laughs> he's just exactly. like, wow, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the right decision. <laughs> yeah, look at this guy; he's got it. Uh, film idiot, half star, establishes a big meat grinder hallway. No one falls in meat grinder hallway. That is a little disappointing, to be honest. Somebody should have fallen, or at least almost fallen into it. Yeah, I agree. Adam Ritchie says, half star, I couldn't find anything remotely redeemable here. Whoever convinced the studio to pony up cash for this script is the real MVP. It's terrible. Bad dialogue. Illogical character choices. Terribly directed and performed by everyone. The set design sci-fi attempts that future things have no logical purpose and lack any engineering thought at all. The digital effects are bad even for the time. I mean, the ship's logs on a fucking CD in a black, in the bank of a painted aftermarket in-car head unit. The characters <laughs> all suck. They're dumb as mud. Corpsicle. We have enough air for 20 hours, but after that, we better be on our way home. You probably should be on your way back well before the 20-hour mark, I guess. Oh, this is also supposed to be space horror. Gore and blood don't equal horror, even when reverting to jump scares. Those suck too. Event Horizon is a certified piece of shit, and I feel bad for Larry Fishburne and Sam Neill. It is funny that they have the ship's log on a CD, though. He's <laughs> got it, a point there. It is they, a little silly. Okay, Suzanne says half star, and it is Suzanne. It's C-E-Z-A-N-N-E. Cezanne. Cezanne? Cezanne? Isn't that an artist? That's an artist, right? Cezanne? Maybe this is that artist. (laughs) Half star. I think they're long dead. (laughs) Uh, Writing this from the grave. I cannot emphasize how much I hate this movie. It is overly disturbing, even for a horror movie. I saw it for the first time when I was pregnant and thought that maybe I disliked it because I was so young and hormones and stuff. So I watched it again more recently. Nope. It was at least as bad as I remember. I will never watch this movie again. And if anyone asks my opinion on it, I will tell them that if they want to have nightmares for a week, go ahead, watch it. Otherwise, steer clear. I love a negative horror movie review that's like too scary. <laughs> basically what... uh, Although for, a, for a, a, a French painter from the 1800s, this would be terrifying. You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right, I promise we're almost done here, but these are there were a bunch of fun ones for this. A lot of people hated this movie. Massive content warning. This is the first time I've had to do this. This is from Ben. Rape, lots of nudity, gore, general grossness. This movie is fucking gross. It's the grossest movie ever made. 
I did not enjoy watching this. It's quite frankly revolting. I've seen The Thing, The Fly, The Wicker Man, one of the most disturbing movies ever made in my opinion. And those absolutely look like the Teletubbies compared to this. I hate this movie, as if it's not obvious. Yes, there is rape and lots of gore, but none of it makes the characters try to leave faster. They literally watch like nine demons rape an entire crew of people and not even Lawrence Fishburne is affected. It's probably one of the most disturbing scenes I've ever seen in a film, but nobody has changed because of it. That's my biggest problem with scenes like that in Hollywood. They always appear, but nobody in the movie while seeing it happened to be affected in any way. It's disgusting that they thought to write that orgy scene in this. It does nothing for the movie, nor does literally anything else in the movie need to happen. The entire plot is so easily avoidable that it makes me want to swear at the writers for even making such a fucking stupid plot. This movie is disgusting and disturbing, but those two things don't make it good. Skip this one. That person. <laughs> um... If this is the most disgusting movie they've ever seen, then I have, there are quite a few movies we could introduce them to right. <laughs> that we've talked right. about on this show. <laughs> also, is there do... rape? Is there a rape scene in this movie? I don't remember rape in this movie. Are they, con are they thinking of the, like the blood orgy scene? Cause I think that was all consensual. It must be. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. all seemed into it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I know this has been a long one. Carlos, half star, October 3rd. 2021 wrote this review. This sucked so fucking bad. I wanted to like it, but my God, every scene just pissed me off in some way. Sam Neill's performance is the so fucking stupid. Like, I can't even describe it any other way. What the fuck was that, Sam? Come on, man. You too, Lawrence. What the fuck? Oh, fucking A, this has so much potential, but it fucks it right up. Fuck these characters and fuck that ending. She'll... Shit felt like a YouTube edit. What the fuck? This is not scary. It's boring. It feels way too rushed while at the same time overstaying its welcome. Huge detailed sets only used to be blown up with excessive slow-mo. I swear to God, 35% of this movie is sparks coming out of a wall and people flying toward the camera in slow motion. No reason this should make me angry, but it does. I should have watched Alien. <laughs> I love the frantic, panicked energy that you read that with, which it does seem like where he was, the mind frame he was writing it from. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. he just couldn't wait to get these thoughts out of his head. He needs a nap. <laughs> he does need a nap. Sir, you need you need a full night's sleep, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's all of them, huh? That's it. That's it all right. Well, that, that was it for Event Horizon. Somebody needs a nap. But... We also want to know what you think about the movie. So, uh, you know, hit us up on the uh, social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, if you if you want to. But <laughs> Twitter and Instagram are uh, probably, uh, you're probably going to have better luck <laughs> with getting in touch with anyone. Uh, but let us know what you think about the film. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, if you tweet us your thoughts on Event Horizon, we'll repost it. Do you, I still don't know how to talk about Twitter these days, Gary. Is it, are yeah. they still tweets? <clears throat> I still call them tweets. I don't know. What else would you call them? X's. X's? I don't like send that. Send us your X's. Uh, that send weird. us your... Yeah, that, that's <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, find us on uh, X or or Threads, which we've been using a little bit as well, or Instagram, and let us know your thoughts on Event Horizon. Uh, we'll post some of the best ones on a, you know, a little uh, you know, social media version of somebody needs a nap, if you will. Uh, but that's all we got for this one. We got another bonus episode coming your way in a couple of days. Uh, until then, where can you be found on the internet, Gary? I am at, this is Gary Horde. 
And I am at Justin underscore Bishop. You can find the show at cinema underscore shock. And until then, may the wings of liberty never lose a feather. And be excellent to each other. Mm-hmm.